From Bureaucracy's basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On tonight's meeting, special guests, as always, improvement vector candidates, innovative revenue tools, and outstanding improvements. This meeting is now in session. Pretty good. I have I haven't seen you. It feels like weeks. It does feel like weeks. But it, but it may have only been hours. It may have. Yes, and only because I was closing my eyes in the corner. You dozed off for weeks. I dozed. Yeah, I was. It was. That uh, you know, I think there was a gas leak. Maybe down here in the basement. Oh, that's yeah. why I'm so hoarse today. That's right. <laughs> I don't have a joke for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, neither do I. I. I wish you'd I wish you'd let me know sooner. I could have come up with a horse joke, but <laughs> no, but I'm not I'm not going to do it now. Should we take attendance? Yeah, please, let's do. Okay, so our first attendee for the evening is uh, E. Planche Dewey. Um, E. Planche Dewey. Yeah, she was the proprietor nope. of Dewey House. Dewey House? What's Dewey House? Uh, well, there, there's a company, the, the Dewey Corporation, that uh, ba basically E. Planche Dewey was the heiress of the Dewey fortune, and she was haunted or felt she was haunted by the spirits of all the people that the Dewey product corporation products had killed over the years. So she right. built this huge mansion. People think it's the Winchester mansion. It's actually the Dewey mansion. Really? To confuse the spirits. That's, that yeah. really, does it yeah. work? Uh, apparently, well, she, the spirits never got her until actually she fell down a staircase one day. So that was, right. so maybe they did. Hard to say. Uh, and so. yet she's supposed to be, she's not going to haunt us today, is she? I don't know. She's okay. on the she's on the uh, she's on the list of attendees. Um, but you know what? Now that I look at it, I think I actually have mixed up the letters in her name. Oh no! So I think we have a different guest. Uh, so if you, you punch Dewey, you should be Paul Deschen. That's uh, me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm here in attendance. Yeah, and I have not been shoved down a staircase lately. Yeah. The Dewey's made knives of pressed gunpowder. Like butter knives, so when you tried to spread your toast, it would, uh, it it would explode. explode and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. I don't know, they, they made a lot of money on that. I have no idea why. Uh, so our second second attendee for the evening. Uh, oh, this is a treat. We've got the one and only Diorama Naga. No. Yes. I've been a huge fan for so long. A.K.A. Janice Calvance. Yes. The diorama champ of Indiana and the tri-state area. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I was a big follower of the diorama circuit for That's years. Me, me too. Well, I mean, it was yeah. a shame, though, because, uh, like, you know, the scandal when she went to the Nationals and was disqualified for cheating. I know. I know. I, I tore up all of my commemorative photos of her. Yeah, and and, well, and I, I, I stomped all my commemorative dioramas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Although the weird, would. the weird thing was she was like she was uh, disqualified for blood doping. And I have no idea what that has to do with dioramas, but apparently it's oh, a If no you got deep enough into dioramas, you'd totally get it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. like probably in the 16th hour of diorama construction. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So she'll be here um, or no? Hold on. Because I've know, got questions di for di Diorama Naga is a cool name, but I think I've actually made a mistake here and messed up the letters. Um, so Aiden, Aiden, Aiden Morgan. That's actually you, Aiden. <sighs> Good. Okay. Well, that would have mark that, yourself as present. It would have been awkward had I been like calling myself Diorama Naga. Yeah. Well, maybe I should. Yeah. Kind of like that. So, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are, How about you? Oh, my eyes are so sore. 
The Sunny Ways, Aiden. The Sunny Ways? Yeah. Oh, like there's a Sunny Ways project. Well, probably you've heard that our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, showed up in the Queen City today. Mm -hmm, He mm -hmm. went to the university. He went to um, uh, other places. Nikki's Cafe. Nikki's Cafe. I've heard rumors. Well, anyways, I saw (laughs) him. I, I I was like a little girl. I am such a Justin Trudeau fan. Yeah. I got him to sign my, uh, I got him to sign my uh, Prime Ministers of Canada rookie card. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. I got I got him once to sign my like my 1967 commemorative uh, Canada Centennial album. Oh yeah, what did he say? What? What did he What did he write on it? Uh, he wrote the lyrics to the uh, Canada I Want to Be a Great Canadian song. <laughs> yeah. Took a while, too. No wonder he's got, our Prime Minister. I got pretty bored by the end yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, I hear he actually had to say that when he was sworn in. <laughs> That's you actually you know, all prime ministers do. Yeah, of course yeah. they do. It's yeah. a secret ceremony. As everybody knows. Okay, anyways, moving <laughs> along. <laughs> yes, moving along. along. We have some uh, guests here tonight. We have yes, we have who, two, aren't, who weren't on our agenda. Uh, we have two guests. One of them one of them is actually an, uh, a certified improvement vector. Um, I have his name down here as Nerves and Stew, but I think I've messed up the or- the order. Letters. Nerves and stew. Yeah, I think his name is Andrew Stevens, actually. Oh, yeah. Hello, Andrew. Hello, hello, Andrew. Good evening. How are you guys doing? I Counselor think you Andrew should Stevens. put that nerves and stew in your back pocket and use it for something. Yes. <laughs> like go up on, before a council meeting, you rearrange the letters on that brass plaque as sure nerves and stew. No. Uh, <laughs> Bob Hawkins that. wouldn't have any of that. So no, he <laughs> totally wouldn't. Cool. Wait till he finds out what we can anagram his name as. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, I can, I can, I can tell you, but I won't. Um, we do, we do have another guest, uh, another counselor, and an improvement vector candidate, uh, counselor Jello in Maniacs. Ooh. So, oh, sorry, I messed it up. It should oh. read um, uh, Clean Ninja Limos. Ooh. Wait. Oh, Canola Slime Gin. That's really weird, actually. <laughs> so this is the coolest city council I think of any yeah, city so. ever. I, th- I think so. <laughs> And or it could be could be Jason Mancinelli. That sounds uh, like a real name. Sounds better. Yeah. Hey guys, good to meet you. Oh, it is Jason Mancinelli. Okay, this works well. Awesome. Thanks for coming in, guys. Pleasure. So you're not just city councilors. You are brand new, freshly minted. Um, you guys don't look like your spirits have been crushed. You're actually still smiling. <laughs> couple months in. Couple months in. Yeah. Yeah. So how is it going? Uh, what's what's it like to go from being citizen to elected representative? It's been quite the learning curve, actually. Uh, yeah. A lot to take in in a short time. Yeah. Um, you guys, uh, like, what happens? Because we've heard from the city clerk that when a councillor gets sworn in, the next thing is that they, you, you guys actually get training. So you get, uh, like, you, you do workshops, or um, do you have to materials. do, like, zip lines? Or? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. There's a bit of a blood ritual first. Yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah? It's pretty I, intense. Yeah. I hope there's no goats. Well, it's down here in okay. the catacombs of the city hall. Should we show you a handshake? No, we can't show a handshake. Come on. <laughs> Too many secrets. Too, yeah. Only just dole them out like one at a time. Yeah. 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 I hear you actually have to like go to different cities and actually in America and tell people that you come from Regina and then like you have to do it with a straight face. If you can do that with a dozen <laughs> people, then, then you're a counselor. Well, I failed. <laughs> that is fun going to the states, though. That, that is a good time. Wait, it, it's it always is. worth a yeah. smile, eh? Waiting yeah. for it. Yeah. I am yeah. actually going to Palm Springs next week, and I'm anticipating a few conversations. Oh. <laughs> yeah, actually, one of the great things about having kids is that you get to go through that moment uh, when their language 
comprehension reaches oh. the point where they recognize what Regina rhymes with. Right. And there's just that moment of dawning, that like bright light, and then that like that that giggle. Right. You ever had someone draw a V on your commemorative, commemorative plate? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, those counselors take all kinds of jokes. Oh yeah. <laughs> is this like a hazing ritual? Yeah. Long yeah. list of jokes. John John yeah. Finduro yeah. is getting you guys. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So seriously though, what what was involved in your training? Like how like how long did you guys have to like train to to do this job? It's ongoing. The job yeah. was there as soon as you won. Yeah. Now, yeah. whether you commit to the training or not, that's another matter. Um, yeah, right from day one, you know, when you're getting ready to go in for the swearing-in ceremony, and for me, from just having to get used to following a schedule, I've been a mechanic for 25 years, I've never had to schedule appointments, <laughs> you know, so lots of adjustment. Um, mm -hmm. Formerly from the city, I guess, right away there was meeting all the heads of the departments, uh, being introduced in what their different qualifications and what their demands were really hmm. yeah you know what i think i was kind of braced for it here when uh the election was on and i had bumped into a counselor outside of uh station here and he pretty much said like for the first year you're going to take in a lot you got to listen by the time we were sworn in I, I felt like i'd been on the job for for weeks uh lots of learning Learn where all the bodies are buried, books, <laughs> the, the secret PowerPoint presentations. But seriously, there's a lot of stuff that you're forced to digest, and um, kind of you learn how to do your homework fast. And there's a weight behind it too. You yeah. know, there's a, there's a lot of people to stand up for. And yeah. Try to balance things out and get used to that kind of responsibility. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. But you learn fast. There's there's a lot of people in your corner. So that's what I hadn't anticipated. It's not just like electing a government there's you're part of a team and that team involves the senior leadership and it also involves everyone in the city into the rank and file when you're submitting service re requests looking for information so you learn to navigate the entire administrative structure from the top down and realize that people are there to help you and there's just no end to the details. How many bylaws are there? How many histories are there behind those changes in the bylaws? I don't think you could ever go through this and know everything. Oh, but yeah. you know what? That's another thing. You know, um, being fresh counsel, I, I don't have any responsibility for what I stepped into. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I've made a couple votes in, in council yeah. so far, but nothing of any consequence. So when I'm leading up to this budget, I'm just looking over the organization um, seeing how these people manage, if there is measurement going on from within, to what degree they take the responsibility. And, and I come at it kind of uh, from a citizen who's been here for 45 years, right? So mm -hmm. all the annoyances you guys have felt, I have felt too. And i, I got to say, I've been really impressed with the staff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well managed. They're in the process of measurement of themselves. Anything that you see a, a private business people refer to, if they run themselves like a business, <laughs> yes. I've These guys are in the process of doing that, and, and they are looking for yeah. where their deficiencies are and to get better results. And that's something that I, I don't really think I expected getting in there yeah. right away. You know, I know that the city's a corporation, but that it was adhered to in that manner, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, that meant something. That, mm -hmm. And like I said, that wasn't me. I stepped into that. Yeah. So to me, that's kind of a bonus. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned the budget. Uh, -huh. uh you guys went No I didn't you did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trap. Uh -oh. hey. 
this one listens when we talk. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eject. Yeah. We, uh, you, you guys immediately went into budget deliberations yeah. Yeah. with yeah. city staff, so they were like, they were holding the budget for you. Um, Not releasing it either. Because first we had to mm -hmm. learn about what was going on before we were impressioned by the numbers. Yeah. So it was a big anticipation, but um, I guess they didn't want to unload it until we had an impression of what we were going to be dealing with. Yeah. Is that same for you? That's how I felt. Yeah. I Well, it was also surprising how late we found out about it for that very reason. Like people were asking me, oh, do you get a sense of the budget? Like We haven't even seen that. There were some cases where that meeting and that discussion was put off by a week because, again, they wanted us to be brought up to speed with all these other introductions and orientations. So, yeah, honestly, we're learning this and seeing some of these numbers as the citizens are, are getting them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a fast learner, though. I pick up quick. Oh, yeah? No, you have no choice. <laughs> no, I lie a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I can't He's say doing it. his job well. He's doing a great job. We all know it. You just can't say it. Yeah. yeah. So is there anything in the budget that you guys were, like, particularly impressed with, like, uh, by, like, what the staff have accomplished, what um, things, that, things that you dug about the budget? It's incredibly rigorous. If you look at the budget book, um, you have to go through that with a sharp eye to figure out what's going on. And it's not to deceive. And I think what really blew me away is how attentive they were to the comments that councillors would raise about making things clear to the people. So they want to make sure that the information is legible for people and you're not just seeing a massive numbers. Um, it was mind-blowing how much information there is in there, how much history there is in that budget book, plans that were on the burner years ago that still are there. Maybe we'll see them next year. So you're kind of brought into the middle of a movie and mm. you don't know the entire plot line. It's, it's already started and that's where we're at. And it's, it's great because it, it's, it also kind of anticipates where the city should be going provided it's funded. So that's how I kind of see it. It's an aspiration of what the city is doing and could be doing better down the road. I think, uh, so I, I've tried, I feel really lucky that we have as many incumbent councillors as we do. Yeah. Uh, I ran because I believe that there's some changes needed. Uh, having stepped into this, you know, to have four new councillors, which is a sizable mass for change, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but also to have an incumbents there to give you history and depth, because, wow, do I lack depth. Yeah. And uh, coming into meetings, you realize that real fast, right? And, you know, that's my job now to try to catch up on these things and make myself more aware of them. Mm -hmm. But I really appreciate the fact there's incumbents. And uh, to hear about past budget process um, and bureaucracy. <laughs> um, you know, there's so many rules put on a municipality for planning and for gaining uh, funds over the years, and they have to have a 10-year and a 20-year, and the, these different levels of plans. And I think in years gone by, if I understand the lore correctly, um, there's immediate problems we face as citizens. So we would have a 20-year plan that year seven was coming to fruition, and in the meantime, we had uh, three water main breaks, and this road was crap. And right. then one of the councillors would ask there to be a plan drawn up to fix this because it's an immediate problem. And this stuff would all be thrown on the books for next year's fixes. And then it came budget day. And all of a sudden, you had to weed out what was an acceptable budget because the mill rate would have been 18%. And so there was this give and take and give and take and give and take. And I think what we were presented with this year was just a base budget um 
there is a mill rate increase, but it more compensates for provincial economy. Um, the projects outlaid in the budget, even though some of them don't seem like the, like the leader post story you guys were talking about with the bike lane, uh, they don't seem logical or something that's going to be implemented, that was planned to come into this year mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And so all their budget numbers are based on that. And it gives us the luxury to kind of say, especially as new councillors, like maybe my people might want to see this happen because this has changed and maybe we can look at things the other way and, and grow the community, right? And yeah, no, I think it's been a neat process. Cool. Cool. I should mention yeah. that we are... <laughs> I'm scared to say this stuff. I never speak in front of you. <laughs> Except to count. Agree. Yeah. That's right. uh, it's okay. What's what's said in the basement stays in the basement. Good. I hate you to record this or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry. <laughs> Click. Um, uh, oh, I should mention that we are on uh, 91.3 CJTR, Regina Community Radio, and this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau, and we are talking with councillors Andrew Stevens and Jason Mancinelli. Uh-huh. That's not what I've written down. Oh, really? Oh, God. What, did uh, I get it I wrong? Counselors, uh, Sweden servant mm-hmm. and uh, jail nails con men. Sweden and jail nails. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, Sweden. Uh, That's you, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> I was getting lost. Here. Um, is, like, I know when I read a budget, there's usually like there's a few things that I'm looking out for, like stuff mm-hmm. that I'm curious about. Uh, what do you like? I don't, I'm not asking you to like say what you think should happen or where you how much should be spent on X, but what are the items in the budget that you're keeping an eye out for? Well, I say this as so, someone who got elected at the tail end of a discussion. Again, we're kind of coming into this at the very end. I made it pretty clear when I was running some of my priorities. I'd like to see. A few additions in the world of paratransit. Mm-hmm. I'd like to make sure that we're on track for improving cycling infrastructure. Again, I, I ran on a campaign that summoned the city's own documents, the, mas- the transportation master plan, the OCP. I want to see what the city has envisioned happen. So I think at this point, Honestly, with this budget, there's a lot that makes me happy. There are a few things I'd like to see enriched. It's not a lot of money. So this is some of the stuff that I've been working on for the last month since the budget came out, working with senior administrative staff just to learn how this works, where are these projects. Uh, You know, public transportation is a big issue for me. It can be incredibly expensive. I think the city is quite fortunate to have received a lot of money from the federal government. I think the the province, if it had received money based on our population, we would have had more money coming from the feds. Again, it's by ridership. So I'd like to see us at the same time build a culture of public transportation and different modes of getting around the city. That's education. But we also have to have the infrastructure there that's inviting. So I would like to see a few additional changes in the budget, but I'm realistic here. Um, just coming mm. into this, I think we need to think long term. Someone had told me, you know, this is a this is a marathon, not a sprint. So, I'm trying to think of what I want to do and what I want to see the city do in the next four years. So right now, I'm looking for just a few incremental advances in those areas that I've mentioned, and then thinking after that. I think the next day after the budget's approved, we get into some subsequent discussions about where we're going to go for the next year. Cool. Now, I know that um, you campaigned on the living wage. Yeah. Uh, but HR hasn't paid us here. Anybody else? So can you do something can, about that? Yeah, can, if you could put in a word for us up on the up with HR, that would be, that'd be great. You're about to be subcontracted. I wouldn't speak too loudly about this. <laughs> <laughs> 
They oh, might make us work if we do a subcontract. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, so we work very hard. Yes. Uh, gel nails. <laughs> of all the ones you had to use that one, I was looking for the samurai. <laughs> I only broke down the last one. Yeah. Um, so are there things in the budget that you were looking out for, stuff that you were curious about? Um, I, I, I'm more of a, I'm more of a higher perspective on the budget. I was looking for the way the money was spent, on how much we put aside for future investment. Um, I think reorganization comes from how we treat the services we offer. And I think that uh, during the next year, I think the city's doing a lot of reorganization internally. And I don't think I can speak to someone else's profession, although I do have ideas. And I'm eager to be part of that reorganization. I, I got some bigger ideas, and I think they might be useful. But I hmm. think that right now, I got to sit and learn before I start speaking because I got a lot to keep. Fair enough. Take on. Cool. Um, we have we have no problem speaking to other people's professions. <laughs> yeah, when you get into the sub basement, that all you can do is look up. I guess I should mention for my residents that elected me, um, I'm really committed to try and get Pinky Road paved. It doesn't seem to be any of those 10-year or 15-year plans I was looking at, and I think that I owe that to my residents that I got to get that. And there's a couple small projects around there I don't see on the budget, and I'd like to kind of find out how I could get those moved along. Cool. Like tricked out buses. You tricked out buses. Tricked out buses. Chrome some Good scoop a blower. Well, they already went to hydraulics, right? So <laughs> <laughs> incremental steps. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned your uh, constituents. Uh, how long were you guys like councillors? Like how long after you know the day was done on voting day that you got started getting your first phone calls complaining about parking? <laughs> um, my parking complaints have been few. Yeah. But within 12 hours, I was getting phone calls from long-standing complaints. Yeah. Fresh eyes, see what you can do. <laughs> nice. And uh, taken to heart and looked into. Yeah. You know, it It took a while to hit me, and then it was an avalanche. It was absurd. I was told, you know what, there's going to be no end to parking. And I'm like, I'm not getting this. I had actually started following up on issues and promises and... Um, discussions I had with residents. I, I kept a list. I followed up with them. And then parking hit, and it just mm. hasn't stopped. And it's it's frustrating because no one wants to talk about the whole picture, which is the fact that there's a vehicle and more vehicles involved with this. There's a finite amount of space. I don't know if there's a perfect solution to any of this stuff. That's what frustrates me about parking, is you're trying to make someone happy, but I think at best you're looking for the least worst scenario in the city. Mm -hmm. And how do you deal with that? I, I honestly think parking's uh, a part of another issue that isn't being addressed. I think there's too many cars per square foot of our roads right now. I think really? congestion's a problem. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, I think going back to that, I think that... Well, here we go. I'm hitting above my weight right now. Guys. <laughs> he knows, he knows. Yeah. Um, I personally believe that we've never revamped the way we put cars or drivers on the road. I think we give away license too freely. And we register vehicles too freely. Oh, well, you're going to the root of the issue here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and because of that, we have a congestion problem on number of vehicles per block of road. And we can put millions of dollars into building wider roads, or we can ask the people who register and license people why they have never increased the degree of difficulty to do that, and maybe thin it out a little bit. And maybe then people would have a reason to use public transportation, and it'd be a better service. Hmm. Sure. Um, too weird. We 
No, I was actually going to say, you're a mechanic. Haven't you ever thought about, like, couldn't you, like, start stacking cars? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a mechanic. I don't want to limit cars. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I'm thinking you don't have to limit them. You could just, like, start putting cars on top of cars on top of cars. It's done in Europe. Or, like, or dig a pit. It's done in Europe. That's a huge thing. You go right across Europe, Europe. and, well, there again, you haven't been able to ride by real estate in Europe in hundreds of years. So you Mm -hmm. got a car lot. you got to make the most per square even. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. totally stacked. All worth all the hydraulics and infrastructure there to pay for the parking. So you think we got a parking problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There again, Europe. So I don't think you get your licenses easy there, or registers no. easy either. <laughs> well, where I, where my where my mother's from, uh, you could uh, at the time you could only have one car. If you, I don't think was, we could do that here. No, it was yeah. well, it was it was Bermuda. So I mean, yeah. there wasn't much space. Oh, totally. So you could only I'm not have that so, so if you had a car, <laughs> you uh, you had it, and if you bought another car, you had to <laughs> junk. You had, you had to have the other one exported or junked. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for uh, giving us your perspective on the budget and on being a new councillor. Um, so, uh, what does your what does your little oh, schema? I, I do tell believe, you? yeah, my complicated rubric uh, yeah. says that um, Councillor Mancinelli uh, actually is an improvement vector, uh, actual improvement vector. So it presents you with a certificate wow. of improvement. Participation and everything. <laughs> yeah. Eh? Okay. yeah. <laughs> I missed meeting Trudeau for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, suitable for framing. Comes with its own Thanks, manila guys. envelope if you want. I got it. And uh, excellent. Well, we'll save this envelope then. So, but if you want another envelope, you'll it'll be six to eight weeks for us to order one. Delivery. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we'll walk it up if oh, they yeah. let us out. But yeah, Which it could take a while for it to yeah. come down here. Yeah. 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 Supply ch- supply chain moves slowly down the basement. Yeah. <laughs> because the gravity is heavier. Is that it? Totally. And yep, time, that's science. And I think time moves differently the closer mm-hmm. you get to the center of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have the same, we share the same uh, science advisors. <laughs> yeah. Same doctors. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm so healthy. Uh, okay, uh, we're, uh, next item on the agenda is innovative revenue tools. Wait, wait, is that where we talk about tools that innovate revenue? Absolutely. I think we need like a more, a clearer name. Okay. Okay. Well, baby, well, let's you know what? I think there's a budget item. I think if you look in the appendices, there's a budget item. Come up with a better name for innovative revenue tools. Great. Pretty sure. I think there's, they put like about sixty, sixty-five thousand aside for that. Good. I, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll have to like up the, up the mill rate then. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. there'll be a surplus and we can ask for like a special. Nice. A few extra bucks. Anyway, we'll, we'll just hike up property taxes by about, I don't know, 4.18%. Yeah. 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 yeah that'll <laughs> cover it. Um, we had an interview with uh, uh, CFO, a budget wizard, Ian Rea. The budget wizard. Week. The buzzard. Budget, uh, the, yeah, the budget. <laughs> the, the buzzard wizard. <laughs> the budget buzzard. He is the wizard. Yes, he is. The um, we had an interview with him last night, and he mentioned, you guys probably are aware of this, that uh, revenue was a little bit tight this year because of um, uh, the, the provincial money Lull. they share. The, the, the sharing. Lull. Yes. Yeah. The law. The law. Yeah. So we figured we, when, when this happens, it it's clearly behooves us as a city to come up with new ways to, like, fill in the gaps, to spackle right. over the, the shortfall. And so the suggestion that we have this year, we have, um, we have a bunch of new councillors, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've noticed, but, you know, at least two, and we've heard rumors that a third are hunky dudes. Hunky dudes? Hunky dudes. <laughs> I'm, never, yeah. I'm not aware. 
But okay. Yeah. So um, if my eyes hadn't been burned out um, by Justin Trudeau, I might think these guys were more hunky. But <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Bob. <laughs> well, a little oh, bit of Bob. You, you just Bob, took my yeah. joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Screwing up again. <laughs> so we're thinking to raise money this year that we should put together a hunks of Regina City Council calendar. calendar. And we can sell it. Absolutely. Yep. And I think that, you know, we might even be able to shave off half a point of mill rate. That's great. Increase. <laughs> we, can, we can have Councillor Stevens appear hatless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds pretty risky. Yeah. Guys, you up for it? No. <laughs> taxes are going up. All right. You guys are paying uh, the taxes. All right. Well, that's, that will be the headline tomorrow. Well, just, just one picture. Bob Hawkins on a horse, on a beach, preferably shirtless. Okay, I'll, I'll stop talking. <laughs> we have to work with this man. <laughs> I, I do like the idea of Councillor Hawkins, at least, at least on a horse on the beach. Okay. A picture of him galloping. Okay, yeah. well, if that doesn't fly upstairs, fortunately we have a few other innovative revenue tools that we can play right now. Okay. Hi, I'm Brandon Wright from Bike Regina. And I'm Sarah Maria DeVis from Bike Regina. And you're listening to... The Queen City Improvement Bureau. On 91.3 CJTR. Regina's Community Radio. All right, that's it for Innovative Revenue Tools for another week. You know, I always feel like those pre-recorded Innovative Revenue Tools kind of steal our thunder. I know, they're too good. Like we work like every week to come up with a new one, and then these like slickly produced ads show up mm -hmm. with these great Innovative Revenue Tools. Yep, we should ask them to do a worse job. Good I'll idea. Write that up. Do <laughs> a worse job on the ads. Okay. <laughs> All right. So if we all, if we all pull together, we can do worse. We can do worse. Yeah, that's our slogan, actually. Mine too. Yeah, it's on the back <laughs> of all our t-shirts. That's a great slogan. We um, never wear them though, because they're terrible t-shirts. Yeah, we did terrible. We did worse on them. Yeah, uh, so next up, we have outstanding uh, innovations, and yes. uh, this week, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a new stadium coming. I have not heard. There is. There's a new stadium coming up, says, and says who? Says who? Says who? Says the Queen City. Whoa. Says Rider Nation. Whoa. And Rider yeah. Nation says something, then I believe it. You listen. Yeah. Uh, but apparently there are some issues around uh, the proposed parking plan for how people will be parking around the stadium. Uh, with the old stadium, they would have about, uh, they could need like up to 7,000 extra parking spots outside of the parking lot around the stadium mm. to accommodate all the cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're figuring they've they've managed to increase ridership on transit to go to the new stadium with the test event that they've had earlier this year, but there's still 6,600 cars without parking spots for this when the uh, stadium is full. So they've come up with a parking plan. They pitched it to the people. Mm -hmm. The people were less than pleased, and so they are having some consultations with the people about parking. The people are never pleased. Never, never about parking. <laughs> never, no, never. <laughs> Do you, so, know, do you know my parking plan? What's your parking plan? Just we take all those sixty six hundred cars mm -hmm. and we park them like in the stadium. Like there's all that there's a big empty space. <laughs> Tons of room. Yeah. Tons of room. And people yep. like have I mean I understand people play games in the stadium sometimes, but they can weave in and around the cars. Or yeah. Just or jump on top of them. This sounds great. I think I think it would actually yeah. make more. People would come to see the cars. Even. That's right. People have lovely cars. Some right. people. And and if the cars like the band ever came to play, it could be the cars among cars. Playing two cars. Playing two cars. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love this idea. I know. Yeah, you should have gone to the consultation on Monday night at the Cathedral Neighborhood Center. I should I should just be king of Regina. You should just be king of Regina. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will be your loyal serf. But uh, anyways, I snuck oh, out. Friend. I snuck out and went to this meeting, and I recorded it. And because I had to sit through it, so do you. <laughs> and I'm going to play some of that event right now. This session really is our opportunity to get feedback from you. Uh, our company has been hired as a third-party consultant to provide advice back to the city and back to city council. If you've read in the paper or, or wherever that you know, a decision has already been made, it hasn't. Uh, you'll see on, on uh, through the presentation, I'll provide you some information on how much parking is available in the area and um, uh, a little bit about what's been done to date with regards to parking and with regards to uh, parking people um, around previous events. And um, we're going to get your feedback. So after a couple of short slides, what I'm going to have you do is, uh, you know, do working groups. If you can join your neighbors at a fellow table, uh, working groups of five or six people. I don't know what's going on yet. So. Okay. Um, so could I get you to just say your name and what your position is? Sure. It's Roberta Engel, Director of Stadium Operations. Awesome. Thank you. Can you just sort of like give me a thumbnail sketch of what's going on here today? Sure. So this evening we're having a public engagement session for the Cathedral um, neighborhood. We've had two in the last couple of weeks, one with McNabb and one with North Central. And it's all part of the overall process that the city wants to go through with respect to developing a transportation and parking plan for the new stadium. And do you guys have a parking plan right now, or are you trying to get uh, feedback before you make one? Well, we have a proposed parking plan that was released to the public in two public information sessions, one in July and one of September 2016. And it was the same uh, transportation and parking plan that we tested at the Rams and Huskies game on October 1. Um, we know that there's some opportunities that we can make some improvements on, and we want residents really to provide us feedback with respect to the parking issue more than anything. So, how many, so you said you've had two other meetings before this? Yeah, they were public information sessions, so anybody in the city could attend. Um, they were one was held in um, at the Lawson in July, and the other one was held in September at uh, the Queensbury Centre. Um, how many staff do you need to like run one of these things? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, the public consultations there was um, was mainly led by the project team, so there wasn't. I mean, when it comes to overall resources, it's hard to pinpoint on an FTE, um, but. Uh, that's a really good question, Paul. And have uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, but are you guys spending a lot of time downtown working on this? Um, we're actually out in the stadium and out in the community and the communities working on this. So it is part of the overall stadium project. So this, the city has budgeted accordingly, whether it be for resources or consulting, to ensure that we get a good solid transportation and parking plan that's going to be used. And when do you expect when this is all done? How long do you think until uh, the parking plan is ready? 
Well, it's got to be up. We're looking to update it and have it ready for a second test event. Yeah, second test event is being planned for May. And then we have a preseason game at the beginning of June and then the grand opening, you know, end of June, beginning of July. So um, that's the whole beauty of this project is that we've we had a test event in October. We've got another one planned for May, which will allow us to continue to refine and evolve the overall transportation and parking plan. And do you find that there's been a lot of feedback that you're getting from the community? Are these events well attended? Yeah, we had good attendance both at the North Central location and uh, McNabb um, in around that 30 to 40 mark. So we're certainly getting people coming out and sharing their opinions and their viewpoints. Um, And the city is not leading these engagement sessions. We've engaged our transportation and um, consultants to help lead it. We want the residents to feel that this is truly an independent way to gather information. So they'll come back to us with a formal report as to what they observed and what they heard from the residents. The city is an attendance, but really we're just seeing this as a learning opportunity for ourselves. So it would actually be the consultant who would work up the, the final report and then present it to you guys and then you'd bring it to council? You betcha. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> The 6,600 parking stalls is less than what we had at an old game because we're putting more people on transit now, but on site... Oh, I, I do, and I completely understand that, but to my way of thinking, consideration should have been made prior to and not saying now that we have to deal with people parking on our back pad behind our garage in this area because we had no say in that right from the beginning, and now we're the ones paying for it when we had nothing to do with it. Great. So you're wondering about how much parking there is yeah. on... Like on what prior to us having to sit here tonight. Great. So there is a total of about 2,700 stalls on the existing site, of which 1,800 will be dedicated uh, during a Rough Rider game. It may be more than that, but it depends if there's conflicting events because it is a multi-use site, right? So if someone has booked a wedding a year in advance of the CFL schedule being known, the wedding actually takes priority. But you have 1,800 spots for how many people in the stadium, like how many people can sit in the stadium versus the 1,800 parking spots that were allotted previously? Yeah, you're not going to fit everyone on the site. Of course not. No. But 7,000, like almost 7,000 spots and the new stadium, we're uh, predicting about 6,900 because we've done a better job on transit provisions. So it's actually a lessening of the impact. The test event, the street filled up quicker than it would for the old event. Um, I had my windshield broken out after a Labor Day Classic game. I had guys pissing on my lawn. Yeah. I had my truck towed because uh, I parked in my back alley doing a bit of work because I couldn't park in the front. I was doing some sodding. My truck was towed impounded that night. Couldn't get it till the next day with a car seat in it for the baby. And uh, my window's down and they wouldn't give me access for it. I'm just wondering, is there, are they looking at the crime rates and all that stuff during game days and what's going on? We know in North Central there's rampant, but is it, is it increasing is it flowing into our area? 
uh, more because of this, right? People are coming in from the outside. They don't have no vested interest for for our area. They're just here and gone. But uh, I, I sit out on my deck every every rider game day. I listen to it sitting on the deck, and I see people. They're piss face drunk, getting in vehicles, driving. Police are too busy in North Central somewhere, or directing traffic. So there's a concern there. I got I got three kids. I don't want uh, my kid to be out uh, playing on the street. Next thing they get struck by a drunk driver. So. Yeah, the school facilities, there's pickup places and things like that, and, that. Uh, and then tiered parking passes. So we talked about dividing up the areas of the zones, doing an assessment to see how many available spots there are on any given game day. Um, like, do do the assessment on weekends and on games and figure out how many available parking spots there seem to be on average, and then take those zones, break them up, and have, so in this this block, you sell 20 passes at whatever the price is, and then in this block, you sell 15 passes at whatever the price is for that, and obviously you can charge more for areas that are closer, but that way you're not stressing each zone by having to put 6,600 vehicles in the cathedral area, or whatever it is we're saying, we're going to the cathedral. Then you're breaking it up and you spread out and distribute the, um, the impact of all of those vehicles wouldn't be just in the cathedral, just in North Central. You can spread them out further. And you're incentivizing people, if they want to pay more money, they can park closer. If they don't want to pay that much money, they can park further away. And use that in conjunction with increased parking fines on game days and parking by permit only in conjunction with that you're going to raise enough money, most likely. I mean, downtown law department enforcement seems to be alive and well. Yeah, they seem, to, they seem to earn their keep. So, I mean, if you increase parking fines. So that was the Monday night uh, community engagement session about the <laughs> parking was, around the stadium. It was hilarious. I know. Oh, my I God. I know. We were rolling in the aisles I've laughing never at that. Been, I've never been so on the edge of my seat in my life. Thanks, Hayden. Welcome. Yeah. Good, a, good, a, good, a good bit of editing together of, of, of concerned citizens. It was. Yeah, they were very concerned. Um that last whoa! That last voice you heard there was um, that was actually a group of citizens who had a table and they came up with this really elaborate plan to deal with parking. Uh, he referred to it there as tiered parking, where they would have um, zones where you could buy like a, a colored pass from somebody that you stick on your door or your windshield, and then you could park. You could pay more to park closer to the stadium. So. Yeah, it was a good idea, and it came from the citizenry. And I happened to be sitting near some of the other staff members. I don't think they really understood that I, you know, that we're part of City Hall. I think, yeah, they because they kind of treated me like some kind of like weirdo or stranger. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they seemed very impressed by the idea. They were very uh, receptive to that idea. So you were? The, did you bring forward my idea for parking? Around the area? No, sorry, I didn't. You just told me a few minutes ago. Oh no, this is not the same. Oh, one. this is a new one. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's to um, it's to sort of build up the area and turn it into kind of around the stadium, kind of like a bowl. Mm -hmm. So cars would just go to the lip of this bowl and then just roll down to the bottom. Oh, nice. Yeah, and just sort of pile up. Right. I mean, it would actually. It sounds chaotic, mm -hmm. uh, but it would actually end up being a really efficient use of space because eventually. Like the cars, the weight would cause them to like sort of 
compact a little bit. Right. Yeah. So you and get like you the get most, most volume of car like right. per square foot. Right. And then eventually, if you get enough cars, mm-hmm. you reach a singularity, and then you have a black hole. <laughs> right. And then you have infinite parking. Exactly. Brilliant. Also, it's a transformer at that point. Yeah. So yeah. So Genius. it's infinite parking plus a sentient like car bot th- bot yeah. thing. Cool. Yeah. Well, I actually had another idea that came out of this. Uh, oh. This, this was, They had three of these meetings. They staffed three meetings to talk about parking around the stadium. Uh, they were apparently all well in- attended. Uh, Andrew, you were at this. You saw that there were a lot of people there. I was, yeah. Super engaged, had a lot of things to say, really well prepared. Um, in the budget, they mentioned how... Um, Community engagement is something that the city really needs to work on. So I think we could twin what we've learned from this community engagement and just basically put parking in front of every single thing that the city is doing. (laughs) So like even before an election, just say, we're going to take away your parking and there's an election coming up. And then everybody would come out to vote to save their parking. Mm. That would probably work. Yeah. yeah. So basically, (laughs) everywhere parking. And then we would have 100% community engagement because everybody wants to save their free on-street parking. Fantastic. Yeah. Anyways, so, uh, Andrew, this was going on in your your neck of the woods. Did you come away with any thoughts or did you learn anything? Um, j- just that, well, we all know people are concerned with it, but I think um, I was, I've always been impressed now for the last couple of months about how willing the city is to listen. And I, I'm kind of blown away by how many people were actually there from the city in the evening, listening intently. We debriefed about it afterwards. So I I would like to say it's a real testament to the city's staff. They're exceptional. But I was really blown away by the residents who had thought this out and had very detailed plans. So what I'd like to see, and I followed up with the consultants afterwards, I want to make sure that those comments come to us in an appendices of some kind in that report so we can see what people are, are working on. So I, I think we need more policies and practices that are actually shaped by the citizens themselves. Right. One of my concerns, though, is that uh, they did have three different meetings. They all ran for about two and a half hours. They were staffed by city staff. So there was, like, set up, tear down to put these things on. Uh, then we have a, con- a consultant. There were several, like, members of that consultancy crew who were there to put together a report. They're going to be writing a report, editing it, put together, a, like, a PowerPoint presentation, bring this to city council. Parking at the stadium really only fills up for maybe a few of the 10 rider games a year, maybe for aggribition, maybe for um, for the exposition. We're talking like maybe three weeks worth of days, a few hours a day where the parking might be so egregious that people are spilling out onto the streets. I'm worried that we might actually be spending more hours writing the report this year than we'll actually have parking problems in the neighborhood. That is a possibility. Yeah. That that's time well wasted, sir. <laughs> Fair enough. This is a bureaucracy. <laughs> you gotta look at the silver lining though. There's a silver lining. Yeah. I think I think what really needs to be boosted is the the proposal for improved public transportation. Yes. Right? Mm, we're we're talking true. about transporting thousands of people using the bus system. Right. I think this was hinted at, but I think we really need to boost that to people coming in from PA, from Saskatoon and Moose Jaw, that there are places to go, take the bus, deal with mm-hmm. drunk driving, deal with uh, parking all at the same time and get people on the bus, normalize that when they're coming into the city. So, so yes, a lot of cash, but hopefully there's something good that's going to come from this. So we need to rethink just what 
the phrase Rider Nation means. That's right. Bus Rider Nation. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. That should totally be the... Uh, that should totally be a slogan. You take that upstairs. <laughs> it's going up. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the pneumatic tube. Tell it's it. heading up to the very top. Yeah, yeah. No, that's our, that, that would be a great slogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, the people of Regina l- would love that idea. Yeah, they would love us co-opting the Saskatchewan <laughs> Rough to for, transit. For public transit, yes. Yeah. Although they did, one of the uh, uh, consultants pe- pitched the idea of having you know former Rough Riders being on the bus. And I don't know, doing like a guided tour through the city with a microphone <laughs> and telling <laughs> telling tales of the glory days of the Rough Riders. This is uh, this is um, um, oh, I guess it's not a Walmart anymore. What is? It? Where are we? What's going on? Right by the old superstore. <laughs> this place isn't anything like what I remember. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So that was yeah, that was that was the public consultation. On that, um, and yeah, I guess there will be a report coming forward to council. Uh, they didn't really give a timeline. I don't think they know when we'll see it. No, no, I don't have a specific date. I don't know. All right. Um, okay. Well, speaking of public consultations, uh, there was a report in uh, the Leader Post that caught something in the budget that was kind of interesting from out of the uh, appendices. Mm-hmm. And apparently, one of the projects that's in there is a bike lane, an east-west bike lane, to finally like complete the circuit of our bike lane through the city. The holy Whoa. grail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to put it on 13th Avenue. So right through the shopping district of Cathedral all the way out to the Pasqua. Wow. Yeah. Does, does it end like in a, like a pipe? So you sort of, so you drive up the pipe and like you sort of fly through the air over the Louvain? Because if it doesn't, I call shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it was, they were going to put in a loop-de-loop in the pipe, but they totally <laughs> oh, couldn't afford that. Oh, that would have yeah. been so sweet. It yeah, yeah it's our revenue-sharing grant with the province. Sterity days, man. Yeah, no loop-de-loop. Yeah. And maybe three buses that, like, you could just, like, shh, like, like Evil Knievel style. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, you're you're a bike proponent, <laughs> putting you on the spot. Uh, yeah, thank you for this, yeah. About the specific proposal? Yeah, about the proposal. What do you think? Bike, bike lanes. Well, through east-west connection on 13th. I say the east-west connection has to happen. I'm not trained to tell you where we should have it. I think 13th is a major street. Like, if we're talking about a dedicated space where you're not running the risk of being hit, um, I'd like to see the plan before I say anything about it, whether mm-hmm. or not it be more suitable on 15th or something uh, south on a less busy passage. I don't know. I'd like to see the proposal, but we need to get an east-west corridor. That's been in the plan for at least six or seven years now, really, since we start, first started talking about bike lanes. So mm-hmm. I'm pleased to see us talking about it in the budget at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Bike Regina, when they've been on, they've talked about that as yeah, well. Been, yes. Yeah. yeah. But nobody's really taken me up in the city on my idea for a bike lane which would literally go through the businesses on 13th. <laughs> so you could do, like, your oh, shopping. Right. You go through yeah. Paper Umbrella. I see it. And yeah, warehouse. the antique store. The antique yeah, store. Absolutely. That you'd have to be a little careful in the antique store, obviously. <laughs> yeah, there's then, no room. Yeah, if, if, well, for starters. And then you could just go straight through Mercury Grill. Yeah. And you know, grab a grab a, one of their open-faced hot dogs or a yeah, burger. Yeah, it's a drive-thru. Yeah. I like yeah. that idea. Yeah, yeah. And so you just grab things as you go, and then you use, like, your phone. could, like, send out your payments. Oh, just like <laughs> I, I hadn't gone that far. Oh, I just thought you'd yeah. grab things and... Um, we may have to workshop this idea some more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
That's right. I mean, this is why we have two people in this department. Right. So you catch the things that I don't think of and vice versa. Vice versa, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Symbiotic. <laughs> um, yeah. This, to be fair, though, this is apparently just in the planning stages. Uh, the report is basically based on about two sentences out of the budget, just noting that this is to be considered. And uh, according to... Um, yeah, Louise Folk, the director of development services, in that uh, article in the Leader Post, uh, this is they're going to be entering into the design process now. There's going to be public consultation, so it you know there's no guarantee that there's going to be a tube that shoots you over Pasqua. I mean, it's right. obviously the pre preferred outcome. Yeah, I mean it's it's that's. I mean, you don't have a bike lane without a loop-to-loop -loop or like a like a <laughs> chute or like a pipe. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, that's that's how it goes. Hot yeah. Wheels will certainly be designing this. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, let's. I, I can only help Mattel or Hot Wheels, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm glad they didn't go with our original suggestion, which was the arbalest across the uh, the Pasqua. Oh, yeah, because the lines. Okay, everybody having to wait their turn in the arbalest. I mean, that's just, <laughs> you know, fair enough. That's kind <laughs> of unworkable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, did Mattel make Hot Wheels? This this is or you know, matchbox and Hot Wheels. Right. Okay, I I am not going to get hung up on this. Good. We but did, we, we couldn't we, let that we, one corrected. We solved something in this meeting. I'm glad of that. Anyways, um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, just like last bit of context on this, there was a plan to put an east-west uh, bike route on 15th Avenue, but that was and it was on the books. It was all planned. It was like shovel ready. And about five years ago, it came to council and councillor, then councillor Clipsham, uh, who was who had your award at the time, mm -hmm. and the mayor of the time, uh, Pat Fiacco, had. Uh, they basically were the ones who put forward that this is not the place to put it, and that put this whole east-west corridor. Actually, what on I hold. believe, if I recall from the meeting, they just <clears throat> went bikes, ha ha ha, and it went on like that for thirty minutes. Like they didn't even like stop to take a breath. They just kept going. Ha ha ha! Yes. It was weird. Yeah, never that was a creepy, like creepy yeah. meeting. But at least <laughs> their, their their position was clear. Anyways, um, but yeah, with that, I think we uh, we've we've reached the end of our time. Have the we? time locks are going to open soon. Oh, geez, okay. Uh, so yeah. we should probably uh, motion to adjourn. Yeah, I'll make that motion. Do we have quorum? No. I'll do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot for coming in, Andrew. Pleasure oh, as always. Absolutely. So, uh, motion adjourned. Motion passed. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Our guests tonight have been Andrew Stevens and Jason Mancinelli, two of the newest councillors on, uh, on the Regina City Council. Guide music, or guide music, same music has been by Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guide Wire. Uh, what else is what we got going on? You can find us on iTunes or on cjtr.ca slash podcasts or on our website, Queen City Improvement Bureau, or on Facebook, Queen City IB, or wherever you like. Um, wow, I'm not on my, my outro game this evening. Coming up next is the Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by the cockpit. Keep on improving, Regina.